What up, what up, what up? Hey, everybody. I hope you're doing well. Hey, I just want to let you know, I know everybody can't always support and donate uh, to the podcast, but hey, if you can do a one-time donation, I put up a buy me a coffee uh, link in this description of the podcast. So if you go to the description of the podcast, it'll be at the bottom, and you can just uh, go to that link and you buy me a cup of coffee, or two if you want. And uh, that would just help support the show, and uh, I can... I can wake up a little bit more and bring you more info so thanks for listening to the podcast if you can donate that would be much appreciated and let's get on to the show when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply What up, what up, what up? Welcome back to Lockdown Universe, home of the bizarre, peculiar, and unheard of stories of UFO legend and paranormal lore. Welcome back, welcome back. Happy to be back. Hopefully you guys are doing excelente and taking care of yourselves on this fine weekend. Hopefully you guys got outside, enjoyed some fresh air, and you know, just enjoy, enjoy life a little bit, you know what I mean? So, I came across a episode of uh, Cosmic Disclosure uh, where the tall whites were being described uh, by Emery. Now, what's interesting is a lot of people, a lot of whistleblowers have described tall whites in different ways. We've got Phil Schneider who got his hand blown off and his chest blown <laughs> halfway apart by some tall, quote-unquote, whites. We've seen some recent video that states it came out from 1970 about a tall white walking in a forest. And then, like, zooming off a camera. Hopefully you've seen that. It's kind of interesting. It looks kind of legit. And these things move very fluidly, and they look pretty legit when you see one on film. Could it be fake? Sure. But it looks looks good. Anyway, the point is, is that Emery talks about his first, very first experience with aliens in a deep underground military base, or a dumb. And it is with a tall white, and it is with a seven-foot or taller uh, tall white. Now, his experience is a little bit different than some of the other whistleblowers like Corey Good, Pete Peterson, and a few others. So I'm going to talk about his because his is pretty cool, and uh, I, I like it, and I like the way he describes the tall whites, and they're not, they're not like tall grays. They're not like the short grays, just stretched out like Stretch Armstrong. No, nothing like that. What's interesting is if you've seen Star Wars and seen the Kaminoans, they're these uh, two meter tall or about six to seven foot tall uh, aliens that are in the movie that are a tall, long-necked race of humanoids native to the planet Kamino. And the way that Emery describes uh, his tall whites is very similar to the Kaminoans, especially in their face, because he states that they have very long bodies. You know, long hands, long arms, long legs, or seven feet tall or taller, so they're going to have long everything. But that they also move in a fluid way, and that their heads are a bit smaller than ours, which is interesting considering the fact that you would believe that if they had evolved, that their heads would be larger to encompass a larger brain pan. But they don't. 
So, and these Kaminoans also had smaller heads in proportion to their body than we do to our uh, very primate body. So, kind of interesting. Uh, I'm always, I've always been a big fan of the Kaminoan artwork and uh, a lot of the descriptions, especially even some of the artwork that they did on Gaia uh, for this episode looks very similar. They have a white ashen skin. White, white as ash, okay? Very, very, very white. Um, and then their heads, like we said, are smaller than ours, but they have this, like, crystal blue eye, eyes. And then their eyes are not straight across like, like ours are, where, you know, it's like an even symmetrical. There's tilt up, he says, as a, at a 20-degree angle. So they're kind of like that angular, diagonal... Uh, appearance and it's interesting too right because like what else has that kind of look except for like an insectoid so it just makes you wonder when we're when it comes to the creation of the universe like is it are these creatures based on or were somewhere down their gene, genealogical line came from some sort of insectoid on their planet and then eventually evolved through some genetic farmer races or not um it you know, we know we are, and we know that we probably came from some sort of kind of primate, right? Considering the fact that I just saw this really cool picture of a uh, silver-backed ape, but it was like an albino, or it had like vitiligo color differential in in its hand, and its hand was all all basically albino white. Um, I, I think part of its hand was still black as well. And they took a picture of it, and they put that picture next to a straight-up gorilla's and then next to a, a human hand. And this hand just looked like like a 500-pound man's hand if the, if the gorilla's hand was white or, you know, peach or whatever you want to call, you know, most of the Caucasians, you know, color skin. So we are very similar to them. I mean, we got to face that. Did we directly come from them? That's up for debate, right? Um, but anyway, getting back to the tall gray whites, I want to talk about what Emery talks about here. He says that they're over seven feet tall. They have a small face, a little bit smaller than ours, and they're very slender in their arms. He says they're kind of ectomorphic. They have a very fluid mo movement that's kind of like a dance. So when they were in the uh, operating rooms, you know, he even got mesmerized by watching them do their do their operations. Because they would just kind of like float, like doing like a, like a, you know, a, like a Macarena or like the, uh, you know, like a, I don't know, like some sort of dance that was very fluid. He says their limbs are not like ours. Their bones are not like ours. They're very flexible. You know, if you ever fallen and broken your arm, you know how, how fragile our calcium made bones are really, you know, broken cup my arms a couple times and stuff like that. So yeah, I know how to, what it's like. Um, he states that, of course, they're very smart, um, you know, and initially, the very first time he saw them was actually getting into the, uh, the safe suits to go do operations, and one of the technicians was assisting him, uh, putting on the suit, and, uh, he said that, you know, basically, you know, he could see the fluidity as this thing was getting put on, you know, it's just like, oh my gosh, this is not human, this is, this is definitely alien, <laughs> um, but uh, even Emery talks about, um, I think he talks about, yeah, the Kaminoans who were making clones of soldiers, which they did. The Kaminoans in the Star Wars movies were genetic geniuses. They would create clones and 
uh, put him in, into the, uh, the army of the Old Republic. He says they had a very oval face, which is very similar, and beautiful eyes that took, took up most of the face. Their eyes are about two times, three times larger than ours. Uh, crystal blue, and the nose is basically non-existent, as in mo many uh, species. Um, they were uh, very petite, small, beautiful lips, uh, which is interesting. You don't see hear about that. You usually hear just like a cut in the mouth, right? But the, the lips, he states, were very beautiful. Um, he doesn't say they were large. He just says they were beautiful. Um, and so moving forward, uh, he says that, you know, a lot of people, you know, liken them to being the similar in look to a lot of Russians. And, and people don't aren't really aware of, like, Russian women and kind of how they look, but they have, like, a very distinctive look um, where the eyes are kind of, like, tilted. Um, and it's really pretty, really, really pretty. Um, I've worked with uh, Russian women uh, and nurses before, and they were, you know, it's it's definitely a different look than here in America. Um, so what's interesting here is moving forward that these tall whites, um, he says, they they have some challenges with keeping their energy positive around humans that when they're around humans they they have some energy fluctuations due to the energy that we're giving off um so he states that they have challenges even being around other species so they have to keep their vitamins and minerals and their energy up um he says even their voltage up keep them energized so they have um they have like a certain way to do that that even emery wasn't aware of um but he says, he says, you know, with our psychic energy, uh, they're not really able to be around us too much or that they have to have some sort of technology to keep them around us uh, in general. Um, so Emery, you know, Emery's getting interviewed and he said, well, the whites I worked with were not like that, but the hybrid whites um, were oversensitized by our energy field. They were picking up on every cellular energy that we have. So he said we were in sync with the larger, uh, the standard tall whites, but with the hybrid tall whites, they had, there was some inability for them to be around us. Um, they had a special pulse of energy. We have a special, special pulse of energy that was just too much for them. Um, and so, so they weren't able to really work around us. The tall whites, uh, Emery says didn't really have too much of a problem. So moving forward, yeah, they did some surgery on some Earth humans, and they have some special capabilities like the reptilians to come in after death and be able to assist in kind of like the Lazarus uh, effect, be able to kind of bring them back from the dead. Um, so I think that's kind of interesting. He states that the females... Uh, did, did not have any eyebrows, but they did have a different pigment above their eyes, which made it kind of look like they had uh, eyebrows. And then he said they all, they always had like a skin tight, like spandex type of clothing on, just like, you know, we have. Um, and of course they used telepathy as their primary language. However, they would speak to you in your language. So you spoke English, they'd speak to you in English, Russian, they speak to you in Russian. Um, he said that 
Um, if they were having, like, if if humans were having an unloving thought that they understood, he said that many times humans don't react well in their mind to seeing aliens. So these aliens, you know, can send a telepathic message to assure them that they understand. It may be their first time. We we you know we don't take any offense to how you think of us, and we, we, we also understand because we also have similar feelings. Um, they were able, able to crack smiles. They were able to make people laugh. Um, they were able to send symbols and images and give folks a holographic image that they would download into your brain in a matter of seconds so that they could communicate with you and so you could learn something fairly quickly. Maybe they needed to teach you something at the table um, that they had just completed. So, like, during these autopsies, they might have wanted to confer some information. They could do that within milliseconds through images and through thought processes and were able to give that information to them. Um, so he also stated that they would bring these, these species in, uh, whether it was an ET or a human that had passed on, and bring them into the base and... They would, they would assist in the most difficult cases, he stated. Um, even if the person wasn't from Earth, um, even if the person wasn't a tall white, they would assist. Um, he stated that all the tall whites always had, always had the, the white, the white skin or white kind of, kind of fluffy, not fluffy, but like peach fuzz hair, um. And then they were working on an individual that had six holes in them. Um, and in the middle of these circular burns were three dots that looked like a triangle. If you could attach the lines, it would make a perfect equilateral triangle. And they were trying to figure out what type of weapon that killed the hybrid white that they were working on and where it happened. And he said they can actually attach themselves to this dead being and download its information. And they can usually figure it out. Who Who is responsible? Where did it happen? How did it happen? And figure out the entire story within just a few minutes. And so that's really fascinating to me. Because <laughs> could you imagine having that capability? You know, I mean, something's dead in front of you. And you can figure out exactly what happened and where it bring back the mind. And this is the second species that's been reported to be able to do this. Keep in mind, the insectoids were also brought in for these types of thought transferences post-mortem. So that's like a superpower to me. You know, like having the ability to do surgery is one thing. Having the ability to create a spaceship is, you know, is a scientific marvel, but still still something we can do. But like to be able to touch something and to be able to understand exactly what happened to it telepathically when there's no brain activity left, mind-boggling. That's a superpower. That's a power we do not have. Telepathy, we we do have telepathy with these other species. We don't have telepathy within our own species yet, or at least not in a way that we'd like to have, that we could clearly communicate with each other, uh, clearly see what the other person's thinking, and understand that, yes, this is exactly what they're thinking, not something that I'm coming up with in my own mind. Um, so that's, that's really interesting. Uh, so anyway... That is the tall whites. Um, again, 
keep in mind, these are not the tall grays. These are not the Nordics that have blue hair, blonde eyes. Um, these are a completely different species. It does not say which star system they're from. These sound like Arcturians to me. Um, that's, that's my theory, but I, I can't confirm that because it's not what is stated here. Um, so that's really fascinating. I think that, you know, these species are definitely here to assist us, definitely here to help out, and definitely uh, benevolent in, in most ways. I haven't heard a lot of bad things about this particular type of tall white. There have been some other tall whites that they've talked about that have bashed into a security briefing room with some generals and, like, wiped out a bunch of people. I, but I believe that was a different type of tall white. See, the way they, they, they put... They put all these folks together because they don't have to say where they're actually from because saying where they're actually from might be classified. Um, but if they can just group everything as a tall white, then you can group in a tall gray, a tall a tall white Nordic. You can group in a tall white uh, bald-headed, crystal-eyed, um, you know, Kaminoan from a Star Wars looking type of being, which is the kind that we're talking about today. So keep that in mind, too. As you do your research, just remember they throw around these, like, general statements or general groupings um, that group together a few different species from a few different star systems. So it's just something to keep in mind as you do your research. Anyway, guys, I hope you enjoyed the uh, tall white uh, Kaminoan-type alien species that Emery worked with and said was a benevolent species and uh, definitely seems like they have some superpowers. So I hope you're enjoying your weekend. hope you're taking care of yourselves physically, spiritually, emotionally, following through on your hobbies and your goals and your dreams. Sometimes it's hard to fit those in in the weekend. I know it is, and I experience it myself. Weekends fly by so fast. It's 4 o'clock where I am, and I'm sure you know you guys are burning through your weekend, and nobody wants to go back to work on Monday. Um, so uh, continue to explore. Continue to use your mind. Continue to do your hobbies and enjoy them. And as always, continue to question the universe around you. Till next time, guys, take care and lock down universe out.